look at Andrew Tate, right? Some argue that he's playing a persona because he knows it's accumulating wealth and yeah. fans. Some are saying that's who he really is and just struck out. What do you reckon? Do you reckon he's playing a character? Man, it's crazy, man. This conversation really comes to me sometimes. All my friends or so- certain friends or acquaintances will be like, man, he's really speaking the truth, speaking this. Man, to be honest, I can't, I, I can't tell you because I haven't indulged in his content. I've, I've seen snippets. I've watched the yeah, yeah. videos. Certain things... I can agree on. Yeah. But like you said, man, like I told you that conversation in COVID, what I learned, what I don't, it's so hard to tell me what's real and what's fake until I meet the fucking person. Yeah. I don't know anymore. You know, some things he does say is right, but who knows what he's doing behind closed doors? Well, he's up for trafficking, human trafficking and sex. Oh, is, that, is that the new one? It's in Albania, bro, or Romania. Romania. Is that the new one? That's what it was. I wow. Think is that the one with his, when he won, when he was- with his brother? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're out, right? I think they're out. They're in remand, and I don't know what's going on. And no one can testify. I don't know. Right. But that's the point, man. It blew up. And now where's and Andrew now Tate? No one gives a shit anymore. Right. So many viral videos, dude. They just keep blowing up. But I wonder if that's even the cancel culture, trying to cancel them out. What do you think? Okay. Someone said to me the other day, did you follow the whole Eminem Melly Mel beef that started like nah, okay. fuck. I'm so glad it's funny like it who, made who, me laugh who's the other person Melly Mel from Grandmaster Flash and the Furious oh, Five yeah. Okay, the okay, message okay. yeah 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 yeah. Um, he came out for years just hating on Eminem saying he's you know there's no place in hip hop and blah 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 and I could beat him in a battle and blah 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 out of nowhere Mel- sword fighting Eminem finally name dropped him in a track right it was two sentences and it wasn't it was just it was like damn we lost him to steroids like his out of his mind. You know what I mean? wasn't even a proper hit. It was just a, like a, like a fuck a, you. Yeah, yeah. I heard what you said. But after, I'll, I'll stay in my lane. After five years of you baiting me, I'll respond. <laughs> Eminem thanked him in like the hall of, his hall of fame, uh, the, the rock and roll hall of fame. Like fuck. He thanked like Melly Mel. Like as, he named wow. all these artists, named like 30 artists, people who inspired him. And he named like, you know, Park, Jay-Z, Nas, all the usual and he named fa- fa- wow. like he named Grandmaster Flash and every member of the Furious Five. Melly Mel dropped the diss track. It was the funniest uh, shit, and it was in the style of like an eighties rap. Man, it's like <laughs> it was so funny, dude. I'd never spent that much time following a viral video on the net for a week straight. I was watching reaction videos and reaction videos, and everyone's like losing their minds. Yeah, it was it was, it was fucking so dumb. But I. Talked to a mate of mine who shared me that track that Eminem actually name dropped him on, and he turns and I said, "Did you hear Melly Mel's response?" He goes, "No." Nah. Like, what do you mean? So I explained it to him. Because man, I hate this cancel culture shit. La la la. And I said, "What do you hate about it?" Oh, you know, you should just be able to say what you want, you know, without having the fear of like getting cancelled. I go, dude, he didn't get cancelled. He wrote a repl- he said a rep- he recorded a, a diss track. It was terrible. Everyone, even people that Eminem traditionally has beefs with, like Button and like whoever else. Whoever in that world. They, even they came out and said, dude, it's terrible. Like, stop, right? Melly Mel ended up taking down the video, issuing an apology that was written by like- Whoa. It was clearly written by someone else. It was very formal and whatever. <laughs> it was like two pages long. And then he took that down as well. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. So, I've explained this to my mate and he goes, oh yeah, this cancel culture shit, la la la. And I said, okay, dude. He goes, so you want to say that, you know, anyone can say whatever they want. I go, take Kanye West. And he's like, oh God. what do you mean? <laughs> okay, Kanye West, man. He came out in support of Adolf Hitler and genocide against the Jews. Should that be allowed? Or what's the difference? I'm like, okay. Kanye West had his ha- hand in to run for president at one point. 
But I, th- I think he still thinks he does. Yeah, exactly. And he was on fucking that lunatic show. I can't remember the the um the right wing conspiracy nut in America. Uh, Alex Jones. Oh yeah. man, he blows my mind. The shit he says. Alex Jones is a nutbag, bro. Like tin- tinsel hat, like massive conspiracy nut. Even Kanye, when he's on Alex Jones's show talking about Hitler wasn't a bad person. Even Alex Jones was like walking it back, like, dude, uh, relax. You know what I mean? Like, just, uh, just chill, bro. Me, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. understand what I'm saying? Mm. I go, should that be? He goes, well, what difference does it make? He can say what he wants. I go, yeah, but, but Kanye is an, uh, yeah. an influential person. We know yeah. mass genocide is wrong. We know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitler's whole intention was based on like racism yeah, and. Yeah, eradicating a whole yeah, fucking mass clan of people. Ethnic genocide. Yeah, yeah. How is that normal? But again. <laughs> This is the same dude who I had the same racial discussion with years ago. I, I'll I said this years ago, but I'll, I'll tell you. Back in like shit when Australia was playing uh, Italy in the World Cup. Oh, so God. how many years back? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a foul decision, sketchy, like you know, whatever, whatever. Italy, uh, Italy went through. Australia got kicked out. Me and him were talking about, it and he's like, "Oh, you'd probably been going for Italy anyway." I'm like, "Why?" So can't they like Greeks? I'm like. <laughs> Oh, uh, no. So, it ended up becoming this whole racial almost yeah. argument, but not, right? What What was his- um, oh, Okay, go on. He didn't know where to go with it, right? Because he's <laughs> clueless, man. He's like a typically white kid from like the suburbs, right? What suburb? The hood. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, we're going on about it, and I was just talking about race relations and like how I felt being in Australia regardless and, you know, identity and all this. And I remember going home and telling my mom about it. And she goes, you can't blame him. She goes, don't, don't blame him. He goes, he's your friend. He's a good kid. We know, like, you know, my mom knew him. Huh. And she's like, he doesn't know any different. He doesn't know what he doesn't know. He's not you. He yeah. hasn't grown up the way you have. And what you've experienced. He'll never see it ever, ever from your side of the fence, ever. So don't hold it against him. He just doesn't know. And I looked at him like, he doesn't. Mm. He's not a wog growing up in, in the hood. What does he know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subjective. So for him to turn around now and say, you know, I hate council culture. You should just be able to say what you want to say. Yeah, man, we should have Kanye West running around saying that mass genocide against a certain, I think, the uh, minorities is perfectly acceptable. That's not dangerous at all. Yeah. Uh, so, what's what do you mean when you say cancel culture? Fuck, we, uh, fuck, where did we go? I don't even know what I replied to. But um, in terms of, like, someone can say something, all right, and say, like, this person has worked their whole career to even get to this level of wherever they are in mm. their career, right? And they say something opinion-based, right? Now, this culture can pretty much deplatform you from everything you've worked. And everything you know can go be gone like this because you made an opinion on something that maybe was a bit of a... Skewed. Yeah. yeah or you know what just I mean? sketchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. I've, I've invited so many people on here to discuss religion mostly, right? Religion... I'll get into arguments with people online, friends I know, like whatever, and I've disattached from these people now, but we'd get into a conversation about religion and I'd be just challenging what they're, they're putting out there and they'd start trying to educate me on something. I'm like, I can't be bothered texting on this shit. And I'd say, if you think you have something that I am not aware of, yeah, for the greater good, again, for the greater good of education, come on the podcast and talk to me. No, you know, if you like, once you put something out there, it's, you know, people are judgmental. I'm like, well, then clearly I have more conviction in what I'm saying than you do. Yeah. I was a bit nervous to come today. Why? Um, You're so opinionated. Yeah, I know, but I just have never done this before. Yeah, yeah, but it's the point of like, 
I mean, but I'm happy to talk. Once you dude, got talking with me, I'm like, oh, I can talk for days now. But that's the point, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not anonymous. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, I am who I am. I'm right. fairly open. There's certain things I don't disclose. Yep. Out of safety for other people more so than me. Uh-huh. But there are things, 100%, that I can think of that completely contradict my line of work or my personal ethics now. Right. Things I've said, I started, we started this podcast in 2016. Okay, beautiful. So we're in 20, you know, 23. Seven years. Yeah. You're telling me in seven years I haven't had any personal growth? Does someone not change anything? Anything, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Right. Like I have it, yeah. We all have. Yeah. And if someone wants to pull me up. Please. Do it. On my show. Yeah. <laughs> please. <come. laughs> and I'll totally admit, like, yeah. That was my opinion. Because, Dim, because at the end of all this, man, and, you know, people might think you're arrogant or you're very direct, but at the end of the day, you're open to learning. 100%. And, and you're open to challenge, being your thoughts challenge. And I think holding a space like this for that is great. But that, see, that goes back to the whole Greek oratory thing, yeah? This is what Greek uh, philosophers were, man. Right. They, they literally, I always laugh about it because, like, Athens was the center of democracy. Yeah, that's where Western civilization started. And I laugh about it because I'm like, every time someone says Greek is so argumentative, I go, dude, we created a society based on the fact that you can, democracy is literally a platform to argue, mm. but argue with consensus of like something will get For done. The greater good. Yeah. At the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's discuss this topic until we're, we're blue in the face, until we can find some recollection, like somewhere, some ground. You know what I mean? Literally. Anyway. We're straying off, but it's like, you know, like with the whole theological thing. If you want to tell me something that might change my opinion on something or get me to think, by all means. And that's my point. These religious fundamentalists or bigots Mm. are full well happy to use their platform that they're safe on, happy to surround themselves with the echo chamber. Yes, yes, please. Fill me with praise. Fill me with, you know, um, uh, validation. Right. Yeah. But as, as soon as you say, cool, come and talk to me about it in my platform where you might reach a whole new audience- Nah. nah, I might get judged. Are you kidding? Are you that paper thin? Or, or what they but they know once they start articulating themselves, there's going to be holes in their opinions. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. How can you sit here and tell me that your train of thought, your lifestyle, it's for it's a hundred percent the way? Cool. Let's discuss it. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. Couldn't do that. I can reshare something on Facebook. I can put up an Insta story. Couldn't expose myself. No, no. But that's that's the whole point. Yeah. Mm. And I tell people all the time, you want to come and mask? You want to come? I'll mask your voice. I'll leave you anonymous. No one will ever know who yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sign, sign an okay. NDA. I don't yeah, care. Whatever. Just be honest. Be who you are. Yeah, who be you who are. you are. And you can, yeah. I think and, that was- and every time, man. No, I couldn't do that. <laughs> okay, bro. Okay. You have the mysteries of the universe, but you don't want to share them with anyone outside of your echo chamber. How does that make any fucking sense? Doesn't that defeat the purpose? His environment's dying. Dude, take it back to <laughs> take it back to take it back to Islam. Yeah, yeah. Hit me. I remember talking to someone about Islam years ago. It was an Indian dude I used to work with, right? And I asked him. This was when I was really I was young, and I actually didn't know much about Islam before I started reading about it. And I asked him specific things. So I asked him about Ashura. I asked him about like the principles. And I said, so what's what's the basis of like preaching and, and like you know spreading the word? He goes, dude, it's in our religion to basically explain. If anyone comes to us with interest in the religion, with questions, whatever, it, we have to do in our best to, yeah, yeah, to yeah, help them understand. To help them understand. Okay. We don't go door to door knocking. Right. But if you knocked on my door asking about it, I'm obligated our, to tell yes, you. Yes, my dad would tell you that. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I've got, I know so many Muslim dudes that would come here specifically to talk about Islam if I brought them up. And if it was to argue about points, they'd be more than happy to do it. Of course. Yeah. 
It's because they have conviction. They have conviction. They know, yeah. They, they, they go deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. these other heads, man, don't want to borrow it. Yeah. And the funny thing is, my dad's probably not even, you know, in this culture or like heard of this culture or podcasts or whatever. Yeah. If he, if he was just outside punching a dart and you started talking about Islam and you said, oh, come in. Yeah. Man, he would have no problem. Exactly. Because he know, like, he'd be like, oh, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've invited so many people older than me, people that are scholastically further advanced, and they refuse to do it. Right. Because I don't want to get judged. Oh, why don't you put it out there? I'm like, what are you you afraid of? Yeah. And I, 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 yeah, I even came here hoping that I might learn, or I did, or learn things from you, or people even listening. You know what I mean? Like, just put yourself out there, or put your knowledge out there to be on the chopping uh, chopping board. But that's the point, man. I get reaction when people, when I have different people in here, like outside of our normal mm. sort of groups. And I get these emails back that it's like, man, I really learned something about X, Y, and Z. You know right. what I mean? I've had all types of works of life in here, man. And that's the whole point. I want to keep inviting people that are open to de- telling their fucking story or their opinion. Yeah? A hundred percent. You know, we've strayed from this whole yeah, thing, yeah. by the way. I, I didn't even see you go. No, 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 no. It's fine. Anyway. Oh, I'm just, just going to say this. All right, let's take it back. So you're in the space that you're in now, yeah? Mm-hmm. What, I mean, what are your goals? Like when you, when you go in and deal with a client, mm-hmm. you're saying now that they're, they're coming to you, you're not going yep, to them. Yep. Yep. They're coming to you. Yep. What do you actually, like when you assess something, do you start from like how, how I go, I like, it's like, for example, I would go do direct obs at, in their natural environment first to see how they're affecting their natural environment. As in and going like their house or going their house, their school, their classroom, you know, like for example, like, um, a young male that's exhibiting sexualized behavior um, after aggressive behavior. Yeah. I want to go see where he's doing it and try to understand, reverse engineer this, right? And the funny thing is, man, when you see clients that do this, they're more likely to do this to an environment that they feel safe in because they know that if they inflict or um, act out in this environment – the consequences can be dealt in a passive way. As know? in there's no repercussions for their actions? There is repercussions. There is repercussions. But there's no repercussions like if this kid goes out, 13-year-old, goes out and punches a guy that's walking down the street, he's probably going to get beat by that guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's probably not going to do that. So, yeah, like when I go in, I look at the OBS and I see, okay, where is this coming from? Go speak to the parents. Go speak to other therapists or what they've learned. You know, like I only know from behavior point of view i don't know from an occupational view from a speech view from a physio or all the psychs all of that yeah yeah um and then i go and see okay where where in what incidences are these behaviors happening what are the triggers what's the incident which means what happens just before this person does this you know what i mean yeah for example like if i have a 14 year old boy that's doing um, sexualized behaviors after a verbal aggression and he has he's on the spectrum or whatnot once you start peeling back the layers you realize that his role model in his childhood was exhibiting sexualized behaviors to his mother so now when any time he gets aggressive that's the automatic response aggressive sexualized behavior you know bend a boy over in class and pretend to hump him and shit yeah do you know what i mean but he's on the spectrum so he's just Progr- not program, but like this is, he's just exhibiting what he's experienced. Yeah. 
So my job is to pretty much go in and day to day when and these triggers are happening, help him understand how to make a different choice. You know, but I'm not telling him, hey, make this choice, make this choice. Implement structures in his environment that kind of passively or gear him towards making the right decision. Having verbal prompts, having easy transition between tasks. Would you say he's aware of what he's actually doing? Nah, he doesn't know the repercussions. He's on the spectrum. Like okay. he doesn't understand what he's doing. He's just exhibiting something because he's heightened. He's anxious, you know? So he's like, this is my default. Boop, 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 uh, 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 run, okay. escape, avoid it, avoid yeah. the task, <laughs> you know? So, and okay. so to catch them at a young age, is what I want to do on the prevent because once he becomes, you know, now he's this, this kid or this made up person I'm talking about, it gets to 16, 17, 18. Now these hormones are like, yeah, gearing into malehood. You know what I mean? Now his urges are going to be a little bit more on edge. The next person he grabs, he might not just make a joke out of it. He might actually do something. We're not fucking around anymore. We're not fucking around anymore. And you know, 18, you do a, you do a, Offense, yeah. Oh, see you later, man. You're on the spectrum. Oh my god! Like, you might end up in that treatment facility. How long have you been in this role now? This role, three months. No, not three months. Two and a half months. Two and a half. Yeah. So before I was implementing, and now I'm riding with like less volatile clients. They're still volatile, but not. Are as- you still going out, or just basing it on reports of what you've seen? As what do you mean by, by Are you going out to see the environmental clients? clients? Yeah, yeah, of in course. In environment? Of course, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm still doing that. But it's like, if you were a client, I'll probably see you twice a month, three times a month, you know what I mean? And then get the people that are working with them day to day to give me the obs and give me the assessments that I'm giving them to do. Like, what do you see? Right? Exactly what you see. And I'll go in maybe even more than twice a month just to have a excuse me, a really good report with the client where they've, I'm now becoming their safe zone and now I can slowly implement change. So if they know, okay, is telling my mom this is what, ne- okay, I'm going to do it. Do you know what I mean? Okay. How do you feel it goes How do you feel it goes down? Like, I mean, you know, you walk in to see a client that's been exhibiting sexualized behavior, right? Yeah. How do you feel you're being reciprocated, like yourself, from the client itself? Once you come in as that safe space? Yeah. I think it's like, what are you saying? Like, what what my duty is or how do I feel my, my, my obligation yeah. is? Like, no, no, no. When you come in and you're talking to the client, how do you feel like it's been reciprocated across? Do you reckon it's been welcomed or do you reckon it's- On. Oh, it's all like- <laughs> It's, man, the other day, the other day he saw me, waved at me, this one of my clients, and just legged it. Yeah? Yeah, legged it. I just said, I'm not going to chase it. I'll just see you because I know where he's going to go, right? He's- Yeah. Because these clients, when they have such um geared in- routines of themselves that they feel that's safe. So, you know, after, after this, I'm going to go to this shop and then I'm going to go hide myself in the library. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I already know that. So, I'll just meet you in the library. Okay. You know what I mean? And eventually, you'll walk with me. So, because you're a catalyst for change, you feel like it's going to be pushed back on either way? Oh, of course. 100%. Because they, 100%. Because they, they're scared. They, they've just been put into this system their whole life. Like, any authority figure, they're scared of, man. They're like, oh, fuck, here comes this guy trying to discipline me. How are you introduced? Um, that's actually a good question. That is a good question, actually. <laughs> I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. That is a good question. Off the cuff. <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't know what they say to the what client. What do they say to the client? Like, well, who are you? I, I won't. I don't hear that. Do you know what I mean? I go then in for therapy. So, like, the client will be like, "Oh, you're just going to hang out with Gerard today. You guys are going to work on these games, or you know, he doesn't know like what is happening really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe even like, for example, if I have like the 
older guy that's 30, he's convicted on the feds. <laughs> do you know what, I mean? what do you want to do? Nothing. <laughs> oh, well, this okay. is your money. So, yeah. I mean, you know, um, yeah, so it's when I'm with them, I do somewhat feel obligated. I'm not too sure if I'm answering your question, but in therapy, there's a certain point where your brain just separates, if that makes sense. You're like, oh, like, we're probably not going to have a win today. Or like I said, like, we're not really, I'm not really going to make any progress today. Or I'm not really getting to engage. Let me. But this is the long game. Like, you're not oh, going to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, for example, like, last week when he didn't go, I'm like, I'm just going to leave you alone. What day would you want to work, um, do this? Or like, what day would you want to engage again? Monday after school at 5.15 or 5.16 p.m. Sure. I'll be here at 5.14. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I just let them be because you want to build that rapport. Right? I'm not just going to... Yeah, you can't hammer a point. Psychologist, now. psychiatrist, behaviorist. Oh, mate. Pounded. Yeah. Like the- You're coming in with that softer tone and like just... Yeah, I'm just trying to see. I'm just trying to not make them feel or I don't want to make them feel like they're the reason why this shit is happening. Because they didn't have a chance or like these predetermining factors in their childhood have caused them this on top of their mental condition. You know what I mean? Uh, you sort of t- you sort of said this when we first started, but I'm just going to clarify it again. Do you feel all these signs of whatever the behavior is, it's all learned? Yes. 100%? Yes. Because you can't- you- There's no gray area? Well, how? In what way? Like, say, that's what I'm, I'm asking. Yeah, your like, opinion. I, 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 I personally don't think so. Even like looking back into like literature, like Freud would say before Carl would say that every human desire, like in its root cause, is to reproduce and have sex. Like that is the yeah. You know what I mean? And you might not know it, but something when you are born, you're driving. This is the it's driving. An innate- Innate desire. Driving force, yeah. exactly, you yeah. know. Um, they said that about kids that were raised in, like, uh, secluded environments and stuff like that. As soon as they put them with the opposite gender, there was fucking- innate, Yeah, there was in somewhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was ingrained in them, like, to actually- Right, and they probably that, haven't learnt that, that or anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. But in terms of, like, the way they operate as humans, like, sexual, like, there's, there's nothing wrong with reproducing, you know what I mean? But- in that way of how you're articulating your desire to have sex is a learnt behaviour, you know, like... Well, social skills are learnt, like... Social skills are learnt. How to treat a woman is learnt. How to treat a man is... How to treat a child, how to treat an infant. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah, 100%. I get that. that's where I come from. We're thinking, like, all these learnt... These are all learnt behaviours, you know, unless that innate... Thing which you probably at five, six, seven, eight, ten, eleven, you probably don't know that it's fucking. Oh, I'm trying to reproduce. I'm trying to fuck. No, because and I mean, think about it, man. Like, I mean, you're a bit younger than me. I've had this conversation before. Yeah, with like people more my age. Sex ed wasn't a thing back when we were like kids. Right. I think we had it in primary school. But we had mom, it in like grade five or six. The my mom basic, did- basic, rudimentary. Like, this is what this is. This, this is. is what that is. My mum didn't let me go. Yeah, but there were so many people that- Do come w- and tell you. Yeah, they didn't, like, parents would go, oh, I don't want my kids learning about this. Like, well, when do you want to learn, man? <laughs> when they're 18 and they're trying to fuck a doorknob, they've got no idea. <laughs> you know, or don't, don't know. You know, if a, a dude approaches you, you don't have to say yes to everything that comes along. It's just, you yeah. need to learn it from yeah, somewhere. Yeah, you need to man. learn it from somewhere. And if, say, for example, that 
you're born with this mental condition and now your one of your parental figures is now sexually abusing you as a child. Yeah. Can you just imagine what you see what you deem as normal when you come into adolescence? Yeah. Or it's it's sad. Early. I think about that a bit. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like you don't even know what normal is. Yeah. And now you have the repercussions of your father living through you through the Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think of that and that's when I was in that treatment facility, man. And this used to just sit there, tick, 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 12 hours, right? I'm not hanging out with them for 12 hours. I would tell guys, go fucking chill out. Yeah. I'm going to go in the office, type the notes, or just go, go on a break. Tick. I'm just like, damn. Like, they can do all this work. They can do all this. But they were institutionalized from birth. How did you deal with debriefing? I mean, de- coming in from uni, man, and like doing a bit of work and then going straight to an institution, that's heavy, man. Like, th- th- that's like God's work, dude. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 like you're talking about the greater good, yeah? There are people that wouldn't even consider anyone else's mental health or well-being, especially not convicted fucking felons. I did it in the search of trying to figure out myself, weirdly. If that's as cringe as that sounds, like I felt like at a point, I was just like, the, the whole basketball thing and still being passionate, I just felt like I was just still being very superficial, with my life. You know what I mean? And sometimes I still think about that, you know, when I'm like, oh, babe, I want to go out to this Japanese restaurant. What the fuck you want to go out for the 10th time, spend 250 bucks, 300 bucks on, you know what I mean? Just shit like this, like still ponders my brain. So yeah, I felt like at that point in my life, when I started going in, my girlfriend checked me. She's like, babe, as much as I fucking love you, you went to school and you're all this and you're fucking working at the RB afloat till 3am, fucking shit knows what. Do you know what I mean? And I sat there, man, in that car and I just like, I cried and I was just like, fuck, like, there's a lot more to figuring out, like, why I'm doing these weird nonchalant jobs and just instead of going down the fucking path that you've yeah. pretty much paved for yourself, you know what I mean? Paved for yourself. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, man, just going in, I started seeing, in child protection especially, right? Um Man, I'm going to drop a bomb on you by just letting you know. But going to child protection came my full circle in my life, bro. Like, my daughter, I don't get to see, man. The mother doesn't let me see my daughter. And she can have her views of that I, when the daughter conceived and um, I, while she was pregnant that I wasn't coming over there. But I'll tell you now, bro, I actually couldn't leave the country. I only got my citizenship last December. So when I came back from traveling, they said, you can't leave. If you want this citizenship, you've got to stay here for two consecutive years or three consecutive years. Ended up being four. Citizenship is a, is a fucking nightmare, man. Like, after, after paying all these taxes to all these cuts, you still can't give me my fucking- I worked with so many dudes from, like, Pakistan and stuff. <sighs> dude, the Pakistani uh, passports are one of the weakest in the world. Oh, fuck. Yeah? And I had a dude that I worked with that was literally flying to Sydney to an embassy to get a piece of paper <sighs> signed and come back. Yeah. Deadlines. like Deadli- like. It's like the window we get is like 18 hours. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? It's oh, like, if not, you're going to wait for the next six months. Literally. And there was like, I was, dude, I'd hear about this buildup. It's like, he's getting all these ducks in a row. <laughs> and then like, you'd go missing for four days. And I finally see him like, hey man, how'd you go? Didn't happen. Go, what do you mean? There was a delay on the plane. Then I got to the office. They were shut. Then this. And they'll tell you right to fuck off. Yeah. Right there, they'll tell you. And Ooh. he's like, I guess so why now? Well, four grand wasted. Gone. Start again. I'm yeah. Like, what? Yeah. My, par- okay. my parents used to get rorted from international lawyers, man, just because they knew, like, these people are in a vulnerable state. Yeah. Dude, this guy had been in the country for 15 years at that point, paid tax. Like, you're like, what, are, like, <sighs> what do you want? <laughs> what, what, what more do you want? 
there are, there are people that were born and bred here that don't give two shits. Yeah, and they're living off the dole. Living, off, exactly, but they're fine. For- <laughs> they can vote. You know what I mean? <laughs> Makes no sense. This country, as much as I love being here, man, and these being, are the these are the there's so many inconsistencies, man, with so much stuff. Yeah, the Western world as at its best, I would say. Um, yeah, we were anyway. Talk, we were talking about something. Yeah, you were talking about how um you went full circle at the child. Full circle, yeah. So like when I was entering child protection, I was like, oh shit, I'm fucking twenty eight. 27, yeah. I've got a big boy job now. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that all. Yeah. I'm, I'm adulting. Like, yeah. you, you can't just piss fight around behind the bar. Like, no, no, this serious, is, this this is, is real, li- this real life. There are repercussions for my actions yeah, beyond. Yeah, yeah, Like, I fuck up here. Like, this is the end of my whatever career I thought I might yeah. be. Or the, someone else's problem. Or someone else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then just being that figure in these kids, man, like, started coming full circle of like, I was weirdly distant from my daughter. But I was learning how to be a good male figure in a young person's life. And then my brother and sister, they're six, they're twins, right? That's already there. And then he's going into child protection and I'm weirdly helping males and females be better parents that are older than me. Yeah. And this shit's just coming weird full circle, right? Full. Um, and then I went to the treatment facility. I was like, where, where, where's this coming full circle? But shit. The Lord, the Lord has a plan, bro. So let me let me walk. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm gonna jot, jot that one down. The Lord has a plan, and we'll come back to that. <laughs> um, We're definitely coming back. Oh, to that. You're not walking out of here oh. with that one. <laughs> um, and so yeah, went into there, and I was like, okay, there's still somewhat of learning I'm doing here. You know what I mean? And now that I'm coming into this space, I'm like, it's just come full circle for me. And it still is full circle. I don't know what the next door is. I couldn't see the behavior practitioner door when I was in the child protection door. Yeah. And I didn't see the um, treatment facility door when I was in child protection. I didn't see the child protection door when I was at the fucking bar job. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, that, I it's, it. it's crazy to think that this is weirdly coming full circle. So, yeah, I guess that would be like why my passion or like my drive is there because I'm just like, wow, I'm like learning about myself. You know, like I'm not just going like, oh fuck, I got to go to work today. Like for real, man, when I wake up, I don't feel like I'm going to work. Okay. So what do you say to- I, mean, I do, but not- No, no. Because you enjoy, you're passionate about what you do and you're, you're passionate in regards to your cause and your cause is tied into what you do. So you're passionate about what you do. Right. But yeah. eventually it will be something else. Yeah. I just don't you, know what it is You're exploring, you're, you're, you're building- you're stepping stones to get to whatever next level it is. So what do you say to like, you know, the guy that's 28 year old plumber who saw his dad do a trade. So he did a trade because he didn't like school, but he might find priority or value in something else outside of plumbing that we might not know about. Maybe music, cooking, it gotta be something. Most plumbers I know don't cook. (laughs) (laughs) Is a um a plumber, one of my friends, <laughs> fucking idiot, but, fucking idiot. But he's a great guy. He has so many interests. It's in his depth in knowledge is um in music is crazy. I he's- think you know what I think, man. You you create your own, you you create your network, yeah. Uh-huh. And as you get older, you drop people. People drop out mm-hmm. that don't really fit into your your interests, your mm-hmm. lifestyle, your opinions, all that sort of stuff. Can't hang. Yeah, and then you create different networks. Right. 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 You tend to you gravitate towards people with similar mindsets, right? Right. Generally. 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 As in, in your immediate circle, they're right. generally going to be people with similar mindsets, similar values, all that sort of thing, right? So, 
I think it says more about the people the people you choose to hang out with as opposed to the people that are actually out there. Does it make sense? For sure. Like your immediate circle yeah. is, man, when that started hitting me more and more in the face as I was going through my 20s, I was actually a dick about it first. I just started dropping people with no fucking reason. Yeah. You know, and then my dad checked me once. He's like, who do you think you are? Oh, 100%. You know, my dad would be like, who do you think you are? You think this, you, you, this person? You're not. You're my son. Relax. You're in Noble Park. You know what I mean? <laughs> you at the house that I'm renting still. You still haven't bought me a house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why are you? Drop these people. And you know, I was actually, we got into an argument that day. You know what I mean? But now as years go on and the more I've been in this field, I realized like, yeah, who am I, bro? Actually. You know what I mean? I can distance myself because it might not be for me, but I have to respect whatever the journey they're on. Do you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever that's going on over there. You know what? And that's, look, I asked you before about, you know, like. God's I, I got a plan for them too. No, no, no. Hang on. <laughs> I said to you that your field of work is around the long game. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. not short, fi- short-term fixes. Right. It's literally unraveling, deprogramming, reprogramming, right. long-term, long-term solutions mm. for long-term, like, you know, benefit. And you just said the key word, journey, right? Mm. I feel, in my experience, not everyone's out for a journey. Some people are just for a short bus ride back and forth, man, and that's it. They don't care. They don't care about anything else. And may, maybe, maybe I'm and, naive, know, not enough to understand that. But in after you telling me that, that's scary. That's a very scary I, life. I worked to in live. the field. Yeah, it's really interesting. When I worked in events, when I first started working after high school. <laughs> Still going, dude. Ah, oh, oh, music, music monkey. Oh, dude. Um, I went. I, I think I was lucky because it exposed me to a lot of different people at a really young age. My first proper job after TAFE, after all that sort of shit, I was nineteen, and I started working for an event company. Right, and when you're in that field, there's three types of workers. Okay. There's dudes that are just regular dudes that just doing this job to get to the next sort of thing. Right. There's dudes that are either jailbirds or you know, reform junkies and, and transients. That Whoa. In and out of jail. In ex- audio engineering? No, 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 no. This is events. Oh, sure, So this sure. is like the physical side of it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah? Yep. Physical side of it. So setting up events and things like that. Um, they're either transients, junkies, ex-junkies, jailbirds, you know what I mean? Like that kind of environment. Or they're backpackers. So they're seasonal. So it's Germans and Irish dudes coming in from, you know, Europe that are here for like six, tw- six months to 12 months fruit picking, then doing this kind of work as just labor, mm-hmm. yeah? And they get to travel around a bit and then piss off, right? So what that did was put me in front of a whole different branch of people. So I saw hardened, like, ex-crims, and I saw naive German dudes that were, like, 19, mm-hmm. 20 years old. Yeah, we are here to work. I'm like, <laughs> show you up, bro. Get on, the, get on the cleaning bay, mate. Like, you know what I mean? Jog on. You're in there with Robbo today. G'day, mate. How are you? <laughs> yeah, hi. I, I'm Lars. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get on the gurney, mate. <laughs> Don't want to hear it. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, where are we going? It's my go. Like, yeah, okay. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Culture clash at its finest. Oh, dude. And, like, I, like some of these ex-cons are just hardened dudes, yeah? Dandy, mm. Noble Park, mm. like, mm. those like, areas. Yeah, done it. In their 40s and 50s, you know, like, like those ages, already done right. whatever they've done. Right. You couldn't talk to them about it enlightenment you couldn't talk to them about the journey they didn't care dude they, they but they cared to a certain point where they're 
wanting to put food on the table for themselves. It's that's the self-interest. They want food on the table. They want to slab at the end of the week, you know, to get them through the next week and a pack of darts a day. That's it. Dude, I, those, I still remember one dude, yeah? Bless him. It was a lovely bloke, right? And he was like, wow, yeah, right, we're going to work. Like, that's how he used wow. to, right? From Dufton. Wow. Yeah? Lovely dude. I told him that I was going to Southeast Asia, right? And I got back, like, how's your trip? I'm like, yeah, it was good, man. Yeah, where'd you go? Oh, I went to, you know, Thailand. Right. I went to this and that. Uh, I go, mate, I go, you should go over there. I reckon you'd love it. Like, you know- this and that is like nah, I don't like the food. Couldn't go there. Like doesn't wow. like Thai food, so we'll not go to Thailand. Wow. Yeah. It's like so. Where would you go? Ah, uh, my brother's got a, a house in Horsham. Like oh no. Okay, go see Horsham, bro. Cool. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Nothing wrong with Horsham. No, no, no. But, but I see you're 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No interest in leaving the country because you don't like the food in another country. Yeah, you're glad. Let me talk to him about you know Buddha. Oh, God. Do you know what I mean? Oh, God. <laughs> do, do you understand what yeah, I'm saying? I do. I do. Oh, you know what the funny thing is? That that stereotypical person that you describe there. Stereotypes exist for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> they do, man. Um, do, like, they, they do. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah? Like, they we're have all, to. We're all evolving. Yeah. We're all becoming... Blurred images of that stereotype. Yeah, 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 yeah. But essentially, they all dr- they're driven from something. Don't want to be gender blurred, though. Nah. Um, no, look, look. <laughs> it is what it is. Be that as it may. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's what I'm saying. I have been like, I don't know. I haven't run into this many people overseas, like yeah. in other countries. Maybe in America a little bit. No, there are rednecks in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had. I I definitely was upstate New York where there was rednecks, but I still haven't run into your Aussie. Redneck, or really? like, you know, on that side of the world, yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't in academia, man. All the fields that you're working in, they wouldn't yeah. exist. They wouldn't get to those positions. <laughs> Come and work warehouses with me, man. Do that for twenty <laughs> years. You see who you run into. Yeah, yeah. My housemate works with interesting characters. Run into the bloke, yeah, that is new in a warehouse with a hundred, two hundred dudes, and you tell him to to do something or help you with something, and he's just like doing his own thing. And it's like, look, mate, can you? La la la. Oh, I've got no mates. It's like, and like, and I turned around once. I had a bloke say to me, "Not here to make mates." And I just said, "This, all right, cunt. Like, do you want to fucking help me?" What'd you say? I go, "Well, mate, I I said mate to you, and you're acting like you're your fucking Hercules yeah. over here." It's like, all right, dude. Would you prefer if I was more assertive? Yeah, yeah. Does that help? <laughs> I'm like, calm down, bloke. Like, seriously, you, you I've copped that so many times. I'd be I'd be out. You know, and people are drinking and it's like an altercation. I'll tell someone, look, mate, relax. Not your fucking mate. I'm like, all right, cunt. Like, do you want to just chill? Yeah, chill out, Which man. Which option would you prefer? Yeah. Try and defuse the situation here. Mel- you know? Mel- Melbourne's a bit um rowdy like that these days in terms of binge drinking. I mean, it has been for a while. I guess I saw it a lot in the bar scene. Yeah, you would because, yeah, I mean, you're exposed but, to it. But now it's just like... I don't know. I really go out like yeah. to be involved. I, I'm really out to be around that sort of sur- around surround. Yeah, I haven't been out with a wh- in a while, but I think I was out once, maybe two months ago. Supposed to meet, but I just ended up just walking, just walking around. And every place I saw from the outside, I was like, nope, 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 nope. nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Walked into electric, you know. On, um, Jesus. Yeah, I saw the thing. I knew the security guard from the hospital I worked at. He's like, I just walk in, I had to pay. The music's really good. Sure. I remember when that place was like dead, like nothing. And then all of a sudden it became like the place. Yeah. And I walked upstairs and 
someone's people's jaws were going from north to west to south to east. Yeah. To, I was like, oh, is that that, weird? that kind of place? I was like, oh, <laughs> cool. This is this all the places I skip up there. I thought you know this would be yeah. a bit nicer, nicer. And I'm just like. I just went home and I was like, man, this is so interesting because when we, when I used to go out, we didn't go out to get ruined. We just went out because we're like, oh my God, we're so like in our friends. We want to be social. You know what I mean? And we'll go out as a group and get drunk, sure, a little bit, but substances and all that shit. Yeah. You, good luck. Well, good luck me coming home on a substance. <laughs> my dad was still stronger than me. <laughs> there, there was people do that never got that third degree when they came home. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted. You know? Dude, might be different culturally, but we're pretty similar culturally as well, yeah? Bro. It's it's the same shit. Yeah. Not, not everyone grew up under Iron Fist rules. Like, <laughs> legit. Yeah. You know? And th- yeah. that's why, I, that's, and then you go back to that whole environment. Is it macro, micro, learnt? Like, where did it come from? Mm. Can it be rolled back? Can it be, yeah. yeah or that, can there be a happy medium that we can do both? Because if you're not as strict in the household, what are you, what are you raising? Well, yeah. that's, that's the point. What are you raising? Well, yeah, you raising, I mean? raising tumbleweeds. Some people are just convinced that their kids are fa- fantastic and they'll always be fantastic. Fuck, that's hilarious sometimes. It is. It's to a- me, it's still f- it's funny when I hear yeah. it. I'm like, you're in a- Because they want to believe that they've been the best parent to that child. Because essentially, the child is a model of them, right? Yeah. If they think, oh, this the best. Oh, I've done everything for this child. Okay. We'll see when they start having mommy and daddy issues and when you start cutting off your- Supports would call it. Yeah, yeah. Support network. A support like home or cook food every day. How well is that person going? How well is that child going to thrive now? You know, and people, my girlfriend would say, or oh, past, past partners would say, your mama's boy, fucking oath. My mama had to protect me. I lived, I grew up in a traumatic household. You know what I mean? I grew up in a crazy household and sure, she might hold my, but she, there was a happy medium where she still kind of is a bit obsessive with me because I'm her first child. It has helped me understand the world a bit better. You know what I mean? And like the way you outlook, overcautious, whatnot. If you just hold your child's hand all the way till they're 18, 21, 24. I, I said that to someone when they were, I said to them, I feel like you're, you're overbearing and you're overcompensating and you're this and that. Well, they're still young. Go, Dude, they're 30. <laughs> they, 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 Mrs. is pregnant. Whoa. So they felt. Well, they're adult enough to conceive a child, but they're still young. They have a lot to learn. What are you talking about, bro? You learned the lesson 15 years younger than them. Yeah, but it was different then. I guess, what's the difference? What's the difference, you... F- you fucking moron. <laughs> it's toxic behavior. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Taking anyway. it back to your job, right? Mm. Do, you, do you feel that there's enough support in the industry for what you do? I don't think so. And man, it's, I, I can't tell you the logistics of how I started this company, just obviously for confidentiality yeah, yeah, yeah. reasons. But when I moved into this space, man, I'm like two and a half months in, I, at first I did not feel supported in like helping me really understand the true nature of my role even, you know what I mean? And I just kind of just put structures together because I wanted to learn. And now that I have a team lead come in, she's just a wealth of knowledge She's just like, yeah, like obviously there's little things to tweak because I've done it myself. Now I feel supported because any question I ask her, she can just go off on a tangent and be like, this is why this is the functional behavior to this article, this article, this article, and this research. But when I first started, or even when people are trying to transition into this role, it's just like, oh, companies just want to get you on board because the company is earning so much money through They're you. making up numbers in order to justify a budget, blah, 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 blah. You know, print the money. Do you know okay. what I mean? Like, for example, like, 
My hourly rate of what they're charging the client is probably $254 an hour. Yeah. That's not what you get per hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still renting. Work, work a day and be done for the week. You I've got 11 hours of annual leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad, man. Do you know what I mean? 100%. And it's like if you just empower the people that are implementing change, even the people that are not writing, they're doing the implementation stuff, your therapeutic model and your results might actually come in your favor or see a somewhat of change. Do you know what I mean? If the workers are unhappy, if not, not the workers are unhappy, sorry. If the workers don't feel like their worth is being met, you are not going to get their worth in what they're participating in. Do you reckon at the rate that you're getting paid now and everyone else is getting paid, do you reckon there are enough results to justify the work? Yes. That was a long pause. Yeah, because I was trying to think because from like a beginner point of view, like an entry level, sure, like, yeah, it's great. But once you have all this experience and like all the experience I've had in the past, yeah, it doesn't add up to what the worth I'm giving now on piece of paper. Like somebody that came in will write an interim BSP and be like, oh, yeah, this is quick. This is just for now. I'll write the comprehensive later. But when I write the BSP, bro, it's fucking, ex- it's it. It's written. It's written properly. It educate. If you're reading my BSB, you not only know about this client, but you know about every condition that this p- client has gone through and the stages that this person's developed. Like, there's a level. You know what I mean? It's a level. It's a level of um, yeah curiosity uh, in what you're it's, doing. It's comprehension. It's comprehensive report as opposed to just rudimentary. We're covering exactly. Oh, here these are the steps. Do this, this, and this, no, and then you this, might get you might get this. This is detailed. Like, yeah, there's, we're getting to the nitty gritty here. Exactly. So my question to that is. You can write your report, mm. comprehensive report. You can pass it on your superiors. Do you feel the end result would actually get enacted to its full potential or degree? Or do you reckon this? In my client caseload, I'm going to make it my point that it does because I want it to be a reflection of my work because I've, essentially I'm building a portfolio, right? Yeah. In that last stage I was telling you about, like I need to have a portfolio for three years or two years. But in terms of does everybody do that? Like you said, but I think these people just don't care. Like some people that get to a point where they're like, I've done so much work and you said they're burnt out. Let me just write this basic plan and let me get my check and let me try to. What percentage of workers do you reckon are at that point? Like your peers, colleagues, people you've worked with, you know, if you represent. 60%. 60% are at burnt, burnt out stage. Yeah. Just turn up. Like just because the, the older, the older, the older colleagues, you know what I mean? Cause they've seen so much. And then there's this war between companies and the clinicians now because the companies is taking a more of a cut. They're not taking care of their workers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because the company is getting bulk money from the federal government, right? So all these clinicians are subcontracted, but you're not paying them the right amount of money. They should be paid. So. Yeah. It's just this. I mean, this goes to any industry, right? Yeah, 100%. Just like teachers, nurses, yeah. this. Uh, contracted workers, you know, casual employment, all of that is based on a, we're a company, we get workers to do the job, we get the bulk of it, they get the average living wage. Mm, mm, mm. It's like, but we're doing God's work here. <laughs> what are you doing? And yeah, and the people that own the company have no idea. Well, they're not doctors, they're not- They have nothing, nothing. know about the discipline, Nothing. They're just there to run the. I had, I had, a, I still remember this. I had someone come in when I was working at, in logistics warehousing, picking boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I had someone come in, tell me that they were going to 
show me the proper way to do manual handling. By this point, I'd worked in warehousing and stuff for like 10 years. You know, what does manual handling like entail? Like manual handling of boxes. Oh, okay, okay, you know, okay, 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 okay. Weight load, correct posture. Literally, literally what the, the, bend with, the word bend with the knees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's sitting there telling me how to do it. And at this point, I had like a sciatica issue. So I'd, I'd done like ankles. I'd worked through most major injuries. Like I learned proper handling techniques. And I remember asking her, I'm like, dude, you do it the way you're doing it. Not only is it improper, not only is it inconvenient, it's inefficient. No one can work at the rate we're expected to work at and do it the way you're, you're doing it. Oh, but you know, this is how blah, blah. I get, let me ask you a question. How long have you worked in the industry? Oh, I've been a, I've been in this position for X years. I said, no. How long have you worked as a laborer in a warehouse? Well, never. <laughs> okay. And you're going to tell me how to pick up a box safely at the fastest possible rate. Are you kidding? Dude. It's like. Anyone. Yeah. Come like, on, if man. You're, and, and, you know what? Let me just, you know, I don't mean to step on anybody's toes, but if you're telling somebody, if you're being picky, if you're telling somebody how to pick up a fucking box, we got, we got bigger issues at hand. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember the look on my face and the look on her face. You were just like, <laughs> I can just imagine. Yeah, I would have like, been speechless. Dude, like, what are you doing? Like, just get out of my way. I'm on the <laughs> clock right now. Like, I haven't got time for this. I've got to move this. Yeah, I've got a ratio to complete otherwise with. Greg, otherwise, Greg's going to yell at me. <laughs> 100%. So, you're, you're saying so that your industry is at like 60% burnout right mm. now. Yeah. Okay, let's take the- Let's take the focus away from my industry. Let's go into, like, say, occupational therapy, right? Their discipline is so stretched out because, like, for example, my my partner's role is to help people rehab back into life after having a brain injury or a yeah. spinal injury. You know what I mean? They're so spread out in terms of how much work they need to do that their paycheck does not reflect the oh. amount of work like it's like insane yeah it's like insane like any clinician should be paid over 130k 150k yeah and you you are here uh, um entry levels or first level second year because they're young there's another thing is you're fucking young oh let me pay him 80 90k a year before tax which works down about 60 70 mm. after tax yeah but you're dealing with like lives <laughs> And your own life. Like, yeah. we're giving our cognitive bandwidth. We're taking on XYZ's trauma to better serve the community. But you're going to... It's like nurses, dude. Nurses that man, deal... Even, oh, I worked at the hospital, man. The Alfred Hospital. Yeah. Oh, I'm, my God. I've been in that hospital the last couple of years, man. I've seen it. It's just like... Those women, man. Like, sometimes, like, because they're so stuck in, like, their thought. I don't blame them because, man, they, they're in the shit every day. And no one's, no yeah. one's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Pay them, bro. You're printing money for something else. Print your money for this. 100%. They print money for some of the dumbest shit in the world. <laughs> but like, they don't care about exactly what you said. Nurses, you know, occupational therapy, whatever. Whatever. <sighs> do you reckon, when do you reckon needs to change in the industry to get it up to speed? For people to get the help they need and for like- I think the platform- in these industries need to be more public. As in how? In a way that we should have, we should have these discussions or like these board meetings that, you know, the board meetings they go to as like, you know, psych, um, psych board meetings or OT board meetings. Those meetings should be in front of or with clients that are outside of the 
clinician space. So they get ongoing feedback of what works and doesn't work. Because the clinician, even my, like for myself, if I'm giving an opinion and I'm on some board, it's going to be skewed, right? Because yeah. it's going to be from the experiences and the clients that I've dealt with. So let's work on the general consensus and let's, let's not be in a rush to get to a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ask the mom that's looking after her son for fucking 36 years because he's battling ID and autism and all these behaviors of concern and all these psychological problems. Let's go ask her, like, what, what does she think? You know, after being so in the space because she's in it, right? That's your question. Mm. Have you dealt with clients that have just got completely deluded families? Yes. I yeah? have one now and I'm thinking of passing it up. What do you mean, passing it up? As in just moving, handballing it to another clinician? Why? I don't think I'm a, um, I don't think I have the experience. It, yeah, that's one. But the first thing was enough empathy or the enough, like the passion to like really go under because when I did the initial OBS, man, I was just like, I don't know where to start. Do you know what I mean? It's so deep rooted. Like if I spark this chain. If I go down this rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Over, yeah. Like every, like the walls are going to shake because everyone else has just been, um, they've been, all the, yeah. everyone's just been doing this for yeah. the last. The mad blinders. Yeah. 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 Shit, and yeah. if I go in, I've already, I already did something. And <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I said like the obs, like they've said that, um, obs have never been done in the family home. And I said the other day, if I'm to continue therapy, the first obs I need to do is two hours in the family home. What's the issue? No one's ever gone to the house before. And As in, the, no, what's the issue with the client? Oh, um, the issue with the client, autism, um, epileptic, um, has Down syndrome, um, but has verbal aggression and physical aggression towards a sister at the, in the house. So it's a, we try, it's a behavioral concern and we're trying to change it because they're always on NDIS plan for the years. But the father has such mental health issues, but he, he's almost like he presents himself as this caring person. Something's clearly going on. Mate, he walked into the fucking therapy session with no shoes on. He's severely overweight. He had like, oh my God. No shoes on and his nails are dirty. He's like, oh yeah, my uncle's picking me up. You're going back, aren't we? I'm just like, oh no. And the, and the client will be like, oh, I can't wait to not go home. I'm like, oh shit. And no other clinicians picked this up in the past. Like, come on. You like, need a degree to see that something's up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly my point. And how long, how long has it been in the system? This client was handed over to me from the previous clinician that left. How long do you reckon they were in? Probably a year. So in a year, no one actually thought, hey, we might need to go to the fucking home and see what's actually going on. Talk to everyone separately. Yeah, the mother, the father's telling me the fa- the mum's had five um, heart attacks and then he's saying she's a schizophrenic from birth. All normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why isn't this person, this 36-year-old client battling these Behaviors of concern. Oh, um, maybe because something's going on at home. Oh, he presents well in class. Well, yeah, because that's their safe space. And every time you guys have a meeting with her, you invite the dad. So it's never a... Isolated. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever had a client that slipped through the cracks? All my clients slipped through the cracks. Really? Yeah. That's why, they, that's why they're there where they are. They've all slept through the cracks. See, that's the thing, man. I remember talking to like some of my social worker friends, man, and they tell me these horror stories. And so many times they were like totally exasperated and just beaten. I'm like, why? It's like, because I know nothing's going to get done. I'm going to write my report. And it, we're talking about some seriously traumatic cases. We're talking like, you know, 
child abuse in the house. Oh, man. And they're still, and they're, they're getting forced to live back, back in, in the, the same house. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because it was either no option for them to go anywhere. Or it's what you can prove in court. You exactly. Can, you can do a, what, two year reunification process. Yeah. Fucking, ooh. It's like, are you nuts? Like the grandparents abusing the kid and you're going to send the kid back into the house? How does it make any sense? And sometimes it's like even an option where like, all right, if we send them back, we know they're going to fuck up. And then again, get the back. Oh, more money printed. Bing. Yeah. It makes no sense. And that's when I was like, what the fuck? Like, man, when you go into the office, like, fuck, you might need a sense of this or parts of this. But when you go into that office, that DFA, I was um, subcontracted in, right? I never worked for them like directly. It's gruesome, man. It's dark. Yeah. The work is dark. It's like that. Um, have you watched that movie, Wanted, without Angelina Jolie? No. Um, you know, he's trying, you know, conspiracy shit, break out the matrix, but he's sitting in this cubicle, you know, cubicle, you know, this typical, stereotypical corporate yeah, job, like in the a- office of me. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Office space is the best movie ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> and these guys are just so much trauma and shit that they're taking off from caseload. And it's just like this, you know, and the, the environment is so dark. Yeah. Social Fridays, let's go out and drink. Yeah. Hawaiian Ooh. shirts. Jeans day, you know what I mean? Casual work day today. I was nearly killed myself. Oh, I donated two dollars to the cancer council. Yeah, I was literally on like you know a safety watch for the last forty eight hours. But yeah, sure. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's sure, go for sure. drinks. Yeah, I'll have the report done by Friday. <laughs> no, legit, man. Some of the debrief notes that I used to hear about, I'm just like, how can you deal with this day in day out? I get there's an undying passion to like yeah. help, but you can't knowing that. But how is, can you say? That you've done everything you can if you haven't indicted yourself into the space. Knowing or eventually knowing that actually my work is probably not going to... No, it won't eventuate the shit. Do you know what I mean? It'll so be like, left in a tray somewhere. So what do you do? Not do anything at all? But that's the point. Like, you just said that all your clients slip through the cracks. Yeah. How, does, how do we stop that from happening? Bring more awareness to it, man. I guess... I. Th- <sighs> Dude, like I've had two, I've had two women and a man. Women, women are actually great to in uh, like allied health space to speak because they're actually their intrinsic motivation as I guess even a, a female is to nurture. You know what yeah. I mean? So their emotional tie to this kind of work is even far superior. Like yeah. you know, passes mine. Is that nurturing? Yeah, Do you, know what, you know what I'm trying to say. What, what I was saying was, I've had two women and a man Jesus. on this. Yeah. I've had two women and, and a man on this podcast, right, in here, talking about domestic violence. They both, all three were victims in different capacities, completely different capacities, all three of them. And the women all were naive to their situation. Didn't know they were in a domestic violence capacity. Yeah, those ones are really yeah. scary. It's like the power trip that women and men have over women and they just feel so inferior to live. That's you scary. Know, the man was in his domestic violence capacity because he didn't think – he had any options. And when he did try to look out for help, he was ignored. You know what I mean? Because of that, women hold all the weight when it comes to court and children and all that sort of shit. Yeah. Whether he liked it or not. He had everything right on his cards, but unfortunately, that's where we live. Well, what, do you, what do you think would happen if I went to trial with my baby moms? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, I wouldn't even... I, wouldn't, just, I was like, oh, why don't you go to court? I'm like, man, there's, there's so many legal proceedings to this. Like, I don't have the money all the time. To yeah, sit the, here. yeah, fuck the money. Like, okay, fig- I'll figure, figure that part out somehow. Yeah. You know what I mean? But until the child can like cognitively say something, like, yeah. I'm, I'm irrelevant, man. The guy, yeah. the guy that was in here, his kids were 
in their early teens, they could cognitively say everything they'd seen. Didn't matter. Wow. Didn't matter. He had to get evidence. Of what? About, of violence, you know, wow. drug abuse, like all types of shit. Wow. But that's, he went broke. Trying, trying to do that. Trying to fight it, the yeah. system until it finally collapsed on itself. And if he had the, he had enough cards to say, here, like I did, how much more do you need? They couldn't ignore it anymore. Wow. But that's the point. Yeah. The women were completely naive to the situations and didn't know. So that's when you say like with this slipping through the cracks, if the family environment's toxic in itself, what, who, how does it actually get found out? You know, what does it take? It takes support workers that are going in. It takes clinicians like myself. It takes support coordinators. It takes teachers that are, you know, like they have in, um, like classes for people that are battling um, ID or on the spectrum to engage in meaningful tasks. They have classes for them. Those teachers see this shit because they deal with them. And that, that's interesting that you say that. Every time there's a school shooting or something happens. Come on, what's, bro. What, you, you interview, Come on. You interview the classmates, interview teachers. And it's like, did you notice anything strange? He was kind of withdrawn. <laughs> you know what I mean? For the last three years. <laughs> yeah, dude. After his sister got um, touched or raped yeah. in school. Oh, well, fuck. He had some dark moments. Like, Did you guys he- support him? Oh, we gave him grief counseling, but never, sh- um, never came. Yeah, it went to the coordinator and the coordinator just, you know, it got yeah. lost in the paper. The coordinator left and then there was no handover. But oh, that's what I mean. Now you got a shooting. Dude, I've had so many issues with handovers and nurses and, and all types of stuff. It's like, why wasn't the proper handover done? I wonder, have we had any shootings? Yeah, not school In Australia, shootings. nothing. School no. shooting, there was one in the 50s, I think. Okay, okay. And cool. it was like a few okay, people okay. killed. Okay. But not, not the way, you know, Columbine or Sandy. Yeah, 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 yeah. America's yeah. in another playing field altogether. Yeah, man. that's a, that's a, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, my point was is that, you know, you said that. Everyone slips through the cracks and it's up to people to raise awareness and all that. How how much of it falls back to like teachers reporting shit? Yeah, just being, man, it goes back to this topic of some people get to this place of, I just have to do this job. That's it. That's the point. Instead of just being a human and using your own knowledge and critical thinking to make an informed decision. Nah, if I report this, then they're going to bring me in a meeting. Then I got to explain. Nah, everything was good today. It's not worth the headache, you know. And they probably, and you know what? They're probably not even wrong in dealing with that because the way the company or the system deals with feedback like that might be making the person that's reporting it feel that stress or level of anxiety because they don't feel supported. So why the fuck would they say something if they're not going to be supported?